Hello everyone and welcome to Dollars and Cents Podcast. This is your host, Simara Mo. In this podcast, in this episode, I want to talk about a rising power challenging an existing power in the world today. Who is the existing power and who is the rising power that is challenging that existing power? Okay, I know it's the most powerful country in the world today is the United States. The United States is the most powerful country in the world. Yes, it's debatable, but really and truly it is. It still is the largest economy as of, you know, as I'm recording this this podcast, the United States is still the largest economy. And GDP per capita, of course, is a, you know still the largest in the world. And its military is still, it is still as the strongest military in the world. And it's as the reserve currency, where, which is, which makes it the most powerful country in the world. Now, after going through Ray Dalio's works, I've seen that the country who has the reserve currency has all the advantage in, you know, the world situation that we have it today in the aftermath of the COVID-19 pandemic. Because everyone trades with the United States dollar, the United States dollar, even though governments the United, the Federal Reserve keeps printing a lot of money. The United States dollar will still be in demand. The reason why the United States dollar will still be in demand is because it's a reserve currency that everywhere, everyone trades all around the world. Right? So that's the reason why the United States has so much advantage today. The level of inventiveness in the United States is, exceeds other countries as well. You see artificial intelligence, the invention of, you know, neural nets and the invention of um, all these technology companies. You know, you see the, you see Tesla, you see SpaceX, you see Amazon, you see Apple. Very, very innovative companies. So I won't question the United States in terms of creativity. The United States beats everyone in the world like it is debatable but it is the fact it is the way it is because the united states became an established power after world war ii because they basically won the war okay the united states won world war ii along with its allies they all won the war against japan and against germany and that's why the united states is the world's dominant power and for the last almost 100 years, it has been the world's most powerful country in the world. But today, today, the United States is threatened by an upcoming power in the world today. And that power is the dragon from the East. It is none other than China itself. China... China has been one of the world's most powerful empires even before the United States came into existence. Before Great Britain, before the Dutch Empire, so there was China. China was one of the most powerful country, empires in the world. It's the Chinese dynasties, the Chinese kingdoms. And if you look at it, if you go back thousands of years, you'll see that China was one of the most powerful empires in the world. China, India. In the last hundred years, they call it in China the hundred years of humiliation because they were invaded by, you know, 
external forces they were colonized they were suppressed oppressed by invaders and because of that they call it the 100 years of humiliation and now the chinese communist party is trying to build china into the world's most powerful empire again to where it was before and i believe we will do it i mean we see china from in the 1980s when deng xiaoping became the premier for china which is like you know the leader for china the communist party he opened china to the world before china was closed when mao zedong was still the president of china the first communist leader and when after deng xiaoping opened trade opened china to the world china they call it the 30 years of miracle because from nothing in the 1980s when 99% of the population or a figure around that were under the poverty line level and in to today less than 1% is less below the poverty level that's a really dramatic improvement in a short period of time it's a miracle for a country to pull that off especially a country that's with that size that population of you know billion more than a billion people and it's a miracle i've been to china i've i've lived in china for 4 years i've lived in beijing and i love the culture i love the people it's a great place i mean yeah we listen to all this western propaganda about china and what not but if you go yourself and live in china i'm telling you it's a really nice place to live it's really affordable um, it's easy to find jobs in China. The economy is great. It's it, it's it's really like it's safe. Um, the food there is great. The culture, the people. I just I love China, and I'm a big fan of the United States because of capitalism. I love capitalism. I love capitalism is basically the ownership of the means of production of wealth. If you own the means of production of wealth, you're a capitalist. If you own a company that produces something, you're a capitalist. If you own a share of a company, you're a capitalist, right? That's basically what capitalism means. So capitalist owns the means of production. Now we are seeing that the United States, China is threatening the United States because of its economic might, because of its military might. China is becoming a really big force in the in the world today and it's you know the largest foreign policy of china it's called the one belt one road policy in mandarin it's called e dai e lu that's the one belt one road policy and china is helping smaller countries in the east throughout the south pacific my country papua new guinea is one of those countries i went to study in china my i won a scholarship to go study in china Basically, everything was paid for by the Chinese government. And I believe it's that China wants to take over the Pacific. I mean, I'm speculating. This is no, I'm not really, this is, this aren't facts. I'm speculating based on my own observation, my own personal observations. But China wants to take over, according to myself, China wants to take over the Pacific, right? And China, you know, who, who doesn't want to be the dominant force in the world? Because it gives you all these advantages like the united states has all these advantages because it's the most powerful country in the world today it can trade with any country it can go and demand to you know 
So, but before the United States, there was the Dutch Empire, and then the British Empire. The Dutch Empire, the the financial center was in Amsterdam. The British Empire, the financial center was in London. And you have, and then now the United States, we have it in New York City, and you have the United Nations after World War II. There was a new world order where the United States was the head of the world order and basically um, made all the rules of how the world was going to operate. Now we have China coming up. China wants, but the problem with the United States is they are short-term oriented. That's the thing. With China, they plan for 100 years. They have already planned for the next 50, 20 years what they want to achieve. Their goals have already been laid out clearly. And that's the thing. People who think long term always win. Those who think short term will always lose. Because, you know, the time, time will always come by and go by. If you are patient and if you are focused and if you are determined, you will, nothing is impossible. Even if you don't have all the talent in the world, all the skills in the world, if you are determined, if you are focused and if you work harder than everybody else, you will get results that nobody else gets. So that is the basic truth. That is, that is a principle of life that I believe in and that I subscribe to and I see that China is coming up. And now you see China is trying to, I mean, it's already taken back Hong Kong in the process of taking back Hong Kong. I was in China when there, the process, the protest occurred. And, you know, now China wants to take over Taiwan. But Taiwan, the United States, still supports Taiwan. So people are saying, people are speculating over the news, over media, that China wants Taiwan. And the United States, basically, Taiwan wants its own freedom, want to be democratic. And the United States supports any nation that wants to be democratic. So the, the United States is willing to support Taiwan. That's from my own point of view. And if China, with Xi Jinping, has already declared that, you know, they have already made up their mind. Taiwan is theirs and they will take back, get back Taiwan. And the United States is not willing to let that happen. I'm just speculating. But, you know, people are saying that they might go to war when that occurs. China... Military today, not so powerful compared to the United States. In the next 10 years, probably the United States will have trouble combating China. The United States has um, a wealth of experience when it comes to war. Even China. Chinese leaders love studying history. They love history. Because history helps you anticipate. Human behavior, human psychology creates cycles in history. Okay, it's easy to tell what humans will do at a certain age age right it's easy to, because human nature is everyone we are all human beings and human nature is a predictable pattern right it's a predictable pattern it's nothing but a predictable pattern so everyone it's easy to if you study history you can anticipate the future and it's a really really powerful um a tool if you can anticipate the future you will win if you don't Anticipate the future, you react to what's happening to you and you let your environment get take control of your life and you basically lose. So that's basically 
why I think. But for me myself, I don't, I don't really know if there's going to be a war. Um, I don't want to make any predictions, but I do know that China will become as powerful as the United States in the next five to ten years. And China is a great place for an investor to invest in. If you're thinking of investing, uh, look for companies in China that are affordable. You can um, look them up. Alibaba, some tech companies in China that uh, are making in headlines in China. And don't be afraid to, to invest in a new economy like China, a very big economy that's almost as big or bigger, becoming bigger than the United States by the day. I don't have any doubts in the United States. I love um, capitalism, but in the United States now, capitalism is broken because the governments are controlling the means of wealth right now. What that means is that they're printing a lot of money and they're channeling that money to where they want it to go. Ray Dalio calls it monetary policy number three. So governments basically print checks and give it to people. They are controlling how people spend money. They are not letting free markets take control of itself. Because like I said, investors and savers don't spend money in the economy. Once they get that money, they save it and they, they invest it. It's all they do. They buy assets, they buy assets, they buy assets. They don't buy liabilities. That is why they, they are wealthy. Poor people buy liabilities. That is why they are broke and that is why they are poor. Um, that's about it thank you all for listening to this episode and I will see you all in the next episode I haven't decided what to talk about yet in the next episode but see you all in the next episode I want to thank you all much love like I said in all my episodes it's all about giving value giving value giving value I want to stay ahead of the curve and learn as much as possible and give back figure out a way to add value to you guys, my listeners, my fans. I want to thank you all and see you all in the next episode.